Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the July 28th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1667 through 1676 of the Catechism. Chapter 4. Other Liturgical Celebrations. Article 1. Sacramentals. Holy Mother Church has, moreover, instituted sacramentals. These are sacred signs which bear a resemblance to the sacraments. They signify effects, particularly of a spiritual nature, which are obtained through the intercession of the Church. By them, men are disposed to receive the chief effect of the sacraments, and various occasions in life are rendered holy. The characteristics of sacramentals. 1668. Sacramentals are instituted for the sanctification of certain ministries of the Church, certain states of life, a great variety of circumstances in Christian life and the use of many things helpful to man. In accordance with the bishop's pastoral decisions, they can also respond to the needs, culture and special history of the Christian people of a particular region or time. They always include prayer, often accompanied by a specific sign, such as the laying on of hands, the sign of the cross, or the sprinkling of holy water, which recalls baptism. 1669. Sacramentals derive from the baptismal priesthood. Every baptised person is called to be a blessing and to bless. Hence, lay people may preside at certain blessings. The more a blessing concerns ecclesial and sacramental life, the more its administration is reserved to the ordained ministry, bishops, priests or deacons. 1670. Sacramentals do not confer the grace of the Holy Spirit in the way that the sacraments do, but by the Church's prayer they prepare us to receive grace and dispose us to cooperate with it. For well-disposed members of the faithful, the liturgy of the sacraments and the sacramentals sanctifies almost every event of their lives with the divine grace which flows from the paschal mystery of the passion, death and resurrection of Christ. From this source, all sacraments and sacramentals derive their power. There is scarcely any power, proper use of material things, which cannot be thus directed towards the sanctification of men and the praise of God. Various forms of sacramentals, 1671. Among sacramentals, blessings of persons, meals, objects and places come first, Every blessing praises God and prays for his gifts. In Christ, Christians are blessed by the Father with every spiritual blessing. That is why the Church imparts blessings by by invoking the name of Jesus, usually while making the holy sign of the cross of Christ. 1672. Certain blessings have a lasting importance because they consecrate a person to God or reserve objects or places for liturgical use. Among those blessings which are intended for persons, not to be confused with sacramental ordination, are the blessing of the abbot or abbess of a monastery, the consecration of virgins and widows, the right of religious profession, and the blessing of certain ministries of the church, readers, acolytes, and catechists, etc. The dedication or blessing of a church or an altar, the blessing of holy oils, vessels, and sacraments, and vestments, Bells, etc., can be mentioned as examples of blessings that concern objects. 1673. When the Church asks publicly and authoritatively, in the name of Jesus Christ, that a person or object be protected against the power of the evil one and withdrawn from his dominion, this is called an exorcism. Jesus performed exorcisms, and from him the Church has received the power and office of exorcising. In a simple form, exorcism is performed at the celebration of baptism. 
The solemn exorcism called a major exorcism can only be performed by a priest and with the permission of the bishop. The priest must proceed with prudence, strictly observing the rules established by the church. Exorcism is directed at the expulsion of demons or the liberation from demonic possession through the spiritual authority which Jesus entrusted to his church. Illnesses, especially psychological illness, is a very different matter. Treating this is the concern of the medical science. Therefore, before an exorcism can be performed, it is important to ascertain that one is dealing with the presence of the evil one and not an illness. Popular piety. Besides sacramental liturgy and sacramentals, catechesis must take into account the forms of piety and popular devotions among the faithful. The religious sense of the Christian people has always found expression in various forms of piety surrounding the church's sacramental life, such as the veneration of relics, visits to sanctuaries, pilgrimages, processions, the stations of the cross, religious dances, the rosary, medals, etc. 1650-1675. The expressions of piety extend the liturgical life of the church, but do not replace it. They should be drawn up so that they harmonise with the liturgical seasons, accord with the sacred liturgy, are in some way derived from it and lead people back to it, since in fact the liturgy by its very nature is far superior to any of them. 1676. Pastoral discernment is needed to sustain and support popular piety, and if necessary to purify it and correct the religious sense which underlies these devotions, so that the faithful may advance in knowledge of the mystery of Christ. Their exercise is subject to the care and judgment of the bishops and to the general norms of the church. At the core of of at the core, the piety of the people is a storehouse of values that offers answers of Christian wisdom to the great questions of life. This Christian wisdom of the people is capable of fashioning a virtual synthesis. It creatively combines the divine and the human, Christ and Mary, spirit and body, communion and institution, person and community, faith and homeland, intelligence and emotion. The wisdom of a Christian humanism that radically affirms the dignity of every person as a child of God, establishes a basic fraternity, teaches people to encounter nature and understand work, provides reasons for joy and humour, even in the midst of a of very hard life. For people, this wisdom is also a principle of discernment and an evangelical instinct, through which they spontaneously sense when the gospel is served in the church and when it is emptied of its content, stifled by other interests. Okay, very good. So we continue here looking at the sacramentals. Sacramental, with the AL at the end of it, is, um, is something that isn't a sacrament. There are many liturgies that aren't sacraments and yet are very beautiful and very good and very holy and things that uh, really can help us, that are there to help us. Um, this is something that we could uh, uh, speak a lot more about, but the Catechism only goes at this, uh, as, as with everything, the Catechism only gets into the very superficial details. So here today it's looking at these sacramentals, it's looking at them, particularly seeing them as blessings, that the whole region of blessings, and that blessings can be given really by any baptised person. That there are blessings, for example, there's beautiful blessings of uh, parents for their children, um, 
that in certain countries and certain cultures are extremely beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, just blessing yourself with holy water going into a church is a sacramental. These things, praying the rosary, the, pop, the whole uh, life of popular dev- devotion, the stations of the cross, these, um, these times when we draw close to the Lord in prayer, it's important that these sacramentals don't go against the faith of the church. Or don't go, I mean, sometimes, for example, some of the um, devotions to Our Lady have a tendency to go a little bit overboard, uh, saying that Mary wants to get you in the back door of heaven because Jesus is a mean guy and he doesn't want anybody getting in because he's nasty and he hates people. And uh, again, it's an exaggeration, but certain Marian uh, prayers or Marian devotions might have this tendency that is a wrong tendency. The sacramentals can't go against the faith of the church that um or these things like uh, anytime i go into a church and there are these prayers these novenas with guarantees attached to them pray this prayer for nine days and uh, every day leave nine copies in nine churches and whatever you ask for will be granted i'm afraid even if i'm just visiting a church if it's not my own church if it's not my own parish if i see those things in in the seats of a church i take them out and i tear them up and i throw them in the trash because they are going against the the faith of the church the faith of the church doesn't give us guarantees here that's not what faith is about it's about something else it's about trusting in the lord it's about seeing that god will see us through that he will help us, that he will cure us, that he will be with us, that he will take care of us. Maybe in ways we had never thought about, but he will do it. The other thing that is mentioned here specifically is the um, the exorcism. There's, again, exorcism is something that in the popular mind is extremely uh, popular. Loads of movies, loads of horror shows and everything about it. Yet it is part of the Catholic toolkit not a very important part, but a part nonetheless, that um, uh, Father Amorth, who was the exorcist of the Archdiocese of Rome in Italy, the Pope's exorcist for many years, said once that the priest that the devil hates most, was hated most, was St. John Vianney, who many times had to fight with the devil, nearly even physically, and yet he never performed an exorcism, because what he did was he confessed people and to be honest what most people need when they think they need an exorcism is a good confession to go to confession seriously then to receive the sacrament of the eucharist this is what most people need when they are facing evil when they are facing difficulties when they are facing problems these are the sacraments that can regenerate us and this is what we're invited to but also the church does have this sacramental the special blessing of exorcism that comes to help in a particular way in a very specific situation. So the sacramentals are there. Again, as I say, we're only giving the, 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 the smallest of brush strokes here for them, but they are um, uh, part of the church's treasury, part of the, the gifts that the church has, and something that we can go into in more depth. But as I say, only here we're dealing with them on the very, um, the very superficial level, and then in the parish life and the life of the individual, we can go into them deeper. There are many devotional books that can be read about them that are very good, but the catechism can't go into everything. So here, mainly, it just kind of mentions that they're there and it moves on. So, in brief, 
1677. Sacramentals are sacred signs instituted by the Church. They prepare men to receive the fruit of the sacraments and sanctify different circumstances of life. 1678. Among the sacramentals, blessings occupy an important place. They include both praise of God for his works and gifts and the Church's intercession for men, that they may be able to use God's gifts according to the spirit of the Gospel. In addition to the liturgy, Christian life is nourished by various forms of popular piety, rooted in different cultures, while carefully clarifying them in the light of faith. The Church fosters the forms of popular piety that express an evangelical instinct and a human wisdom that enrich Christian life. Very well, so we'll continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll uh, be finishing the liturgical section of the Catechism, and we'll look at 1680 through 1690. God bless.